Hold on to your mind carts, because today is going to be a wild ride. That's right, we're talking about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm Tyler Dennering. Hell yeah, I'm Connor Hansen. And this is The Franchise. Woo-hoo. Insert audio clip here. Well, you think the fourth take of us starting this, I'd get something cool. Um, you got it, Mr. Jones. Indy! Kalima! Kalima! I'm in it for fortune and glory. Um... Uh, that's no moon. That's a battle that's station. That's a battle station. Uh, <laughs> Death Star. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> that didn't peak at all. <laughs> no. Today we have with us uh, my good friend, producer, designer, and pottery master, Tesley Deal. Hi, Tesley. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you again? <laughs> I mean, wait, they don't know. Shut up, Tyler. Don't tell them. <laughs> um, even better the second time, Tyler. Just spanning time. Absolutely spanning time. Um, Great. You know, trying to get out as much as possible um, in a very safe, uh, you know, masked, not quite gloved, but, you know, minimal touching type of way. Mm -hmm. Currently Mm -hmm. have at least two boxes of uh, produce at my house because we can't stop collecting produce boxes because it's the only thing we can get out and shop for anymore. And oh. possibly upwards of uh, 40 items of citrus, just a real mountain of oranges. Looking forward to <laughs> a lot of mimosas this weekend. Super fresh. It makes me feel bad about my own shopping habits during this quarantine. Like, yeah. where I, I go into a Vons with a mask on and I just try to pick out some sort of food that I can eat as much as possible of and then dread my next return visit you just scream internally buy three tubs of ice cream and then come back the next day <laughs> i think i did i did a good job today my vons was more well stocked for some reason but then i was able to grab some good foods but i should probably pick up more of my uh more fruits i haven't had good fr- some fruits in a long time i should have fruit I have, I have my veggies but i usually don't get fruit for some reason yeah uh i started doing imperfect produce through the interwebs and they deliver like once a week or you can choose not to do it like every two weeks hmm. um, is this sponsored by imperfect produce out. okay it yeah. is <laughs> it's our second advertiser <laughs> no. i mean i've been using wait delete this comment i've been using uh this uh i didn't been getting my fruit on the internet uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just met, I just put the, I print out the things from stamps.com, I put them on the fruit, and then I put them in the mail. <laughs> Do you, uh, what about Squarespace? Do you put them up on Squarespace on your website? <laughs> yeah, Is your just, Squarespace just a fruit wanted site? <laughs> yeah, I take Polaroids, that's my, that's my art form, I take Polaroids of fruits with stamps on them, and then I... I hope Blue Apron isn't feeling left out in the cold. <laughs> so check out my Patreon. Oh, um... <laughs> Did y'all hear that Blue Apron was like about to declare bankruptcy, and then this straight up saved them? Oh, oh that's man, kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they were not doing so hot. Don't hot. Sue us, Blue Apron. I mean, good on you, Blue Apron. I myself am also participating in Dinnerly, not sponsored, um, but it's oh. like the cheap version of Blue Apron, where like the meals are all kind of like four dollars a pop, but they're also just basically beans and tortillas. <laughs> um there's literally a bean a bean dish every single week um but you know for for something where i don't have to really think i have like three choices of what i can eat for dinner absolutely sounds great 
Yeah, I uh, postmated it in Grubhub, two different things, and sent them the wrong address on purpose so that I could send someone to Instacart them and pick them up in a big grocery cart and take them to my place. Interesting. <laughs> the silence. <laughs> I'm just. And on that note, just I think the amount we, of. I killed. <laughs> The amount of companies we named in this like brief window of time. Um, are you doing any sort of work right now, Tesla, during all this uh, that you want to talk about, or should we move on? Oh uh, no, <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm doing stuff, but I just don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> all right, well that's that's good. It's top secret. Um, yeah, it's good for both things. You're working, and it makes a podcast work. <laughs> yeah. Are you under NDA? Um, actually, one of the things I'm working on, I am. But it's Ooh, probably one of the, uh, the less you... exciting things. But That's how you know she's famous, when she had to sign that paper. Yeah. If you're under NDA, can you say that you're under NDA, or is that also under I think NDA? you can say you're under NDA, and that's how you get out of talking about it. Yeah, NDA. when I... When I oh. This is a freelance project I'm working on, and like when I spoke to the person who was low-key trying to recruit me. I, I don't know if you can call it recruiting when you're freelance, but she was like, it's really hard to explain the job because I'm under NDA, but we have multiple SKUs. And, um, you know, it's um, food-related. <laughs> okay, great. Huh. Sounds amazing. Uh, sign me up. I mean, it's been fun, but it was just funny listening to that first conversation where she couldn't really explain anything about what I would be doing. And she's like, but if you're interested, I can send you an NDA. If you like food and question mark and schisms or whatever she just said. It's in the general theme of food. Mm -hmm. um, so, Tesla, how come you wanted to do this movie when I reached out to you? I think I gave you a couple uh, options to do. So. Yes. Um... What about Indiana Jones and what about Temple of Doom in particular? Because you actually said over text when, I, <laughs> when we were talking that this is your favorite Indiana Jones movie. I'm like, oh, I actually don't know anybody that this is their favorite one. So um, that's really cool, but I want to know more. <laughs> Tyler, have you ever been um, like eight years old? Because this movie yes, in particular never. is very, very cool to eight-year-olds especially As an eight -year -old? It, I think it you know eight-year-old hmm? white suburban girls who are like wow to go through a temple of doom in that outfit sounds and be an tight. Indian princess I mean yeah but like I wouldn't say this is a movie where Indian princesses are are or Indian people at all let's like like maybe we should get there pretty quick <laughs> we'll, get on, we'll get there on this choo-choo train before we just get into um yeah, I mean, clearly this movie has not aged well. Clearly there's a lot of people, including this yeah. movie's director, that don't like this movie. But I, <laughs> I feel like it is still... Okay, and I say this as someone who has both not seen this movie for a long time, but also has not seen mm -hmm. any Indiana Jones movie in a long time. Like, this one is, is the best from a thematic standpoint i think hmm. i'll go ahead and stand theme. true to that because you know what look <laughs> i would have been look i just don't think the world needs any more nazi movies we've done it you know and like mm -hmm. yeah, i i true. thought 
I, I think we, we just can move on and, and have more interesting villains. More voodoo priests. Look, I am all for doing it in a, in a, a respectful way. Look, respectful voodoo priests. I, I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to pretend I wouldn't do it myself. But I'm just saying yeah. the movie is visually thrilling. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a lot more colorful and dark, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason. I mean, you know, yeah. in me doing minimal research for this particular podcast, uh, apparently this was another movie cited for, you know, aside from Gremlins, a reason why you needed a rating system in between PG mm-hmm. and R. So, because, yep, you know, yeah. I guess small children might think ripping a heart out is kind of scary. So, but <laughs> it like, it was pretty horrifying to me. When you're I, eight years old, that's this. like. You don't see anything but the beating heart. You see, like, the flesh being going into, but it's not too gore. It's like, to me, it walks the line. No, and it really knits, knits back together, too. So it's like there's no gory hole. It's just like... Um, so, yeah. I would say it's... Like, I just don't remember... I think also it's possible that Raiders of the Lost Ark... Okay, I'm going to take you guys on a journey. Remember, it's Friday. Sure. <laughs> It's, it's a Friday. You're let's just stick with yes. eight years old, um, and you you're very 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 stoked because your mom is taking you to Trader Joe's, and after Trader Joe's, you're gonna hit Blockbuster because it's Friday. So you're gonna clean the house, you're gonna make dinner, and then you're gonna watch a movie. So what are you gonna watch that night? Scanning the aisles, right? Maybe you finally get to an Indiana Jones. You're like, hmm, this doesn't really look like my thing. The first one is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Does that mean anything to an eight-year-old? To, to me, it didn't mean anything. Temple of Doom was something I could conceptualize. For so, an eight-year-old who goes to Sunday school, it meant a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think that I probably saw Temple of Doom before I saw any of the others. Um, and then when I did see them, they were probably just, like, less flashy. You know, you get that big flashy opening mm-hmm. with, like, mm-hmm. the glitzy dresses and, like, a plane crash. And then you go from there yeah. into, like, yeah. you know, a, a temple with dancing girls and monkey brains and blah, blah, blah. I just think it was probably a lot more appealing <laughs> and stuck in my brain. And if I'm being totally honest, like, I went to Disneyland a lot as a kid and, um, you know, big fan of the ride which is definitely more yeah. Temple of Doom based than anything else. I feel like I'm doing a lot of apologizing for mm-hmm. this movie already. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You're, you're like doing apologizing in the right way. You're yeah. not like, yeah, there's no problems with this movie. It's an American masterpiece. Uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> problematic at all. Like mm-hmm. you're going about it in, in a way that, yeah, it's like rewatching this for the first time in a long time. Like this is definitely like my least scene of like the original three um because i think i've only seen crystal skull like one and a half times but this one i probably have seen like i don't know 15 times while the other two i've seen like 40 times each probably or something like that just because like i don't know just as a kid it's like one of those things that i was just always put on Mm because i think i had the vhs like box set or something so and when you're a kid you'll just like put on the same movie over and over and over again Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah and this one like i definitely there's a lot of stuff in this that i just didn't like as a kid that now as like an adult i can like process in a different way and have a better appreciation instead of just being like 
like all the things that you're saying are like amazing like as a as like a dumb like eight-year-old boy it's just like uh dance like musical <laughs> intro like i don't i don't like this anything goes <laughs> yeah and i was like uh she's annoying she screams the whole time like and then in hindsight i'm like oh my god i'm so stupid like i don't know it's basically i, I thought she was really funny like yeah, this time funny. around like it's totally like just kind of like slapstick. I could have um, been the greatest adventure of your life. Apparently, this yeah. is where she met. Like they met. Like that's his wife. That's yeah. That's in that yeah, that's yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could have awesome. sworn they were like already married. And like my my narrative for this is like because I just remember like this whole movie like kind of negatively compared to the other because Last Crusade I think might be my favorite, but. I haven't watched it in a long time either, so we'll find out at the end of this. But. Yeah, I have fond memories of last of Last Crusade, and I I hope mm-hmm. they're not dashed against the rocks when we watch it again. Yeah, I don't. They probably won't be. But you're totally right. Now, like this is like the most like visually interesting and just like maybe the most horrifying movie Spielberg has ever made. Whoa, yeah. ever made? Whoa. <laughs> uh, oh crap! I Bridge of Spies about... is pretty scary. <laughs> I forgot about uh, Tintin. <laughs> oh right, Rin Tintin. <laughs> Um, no, I know, I know what movie you're talking about. Uh, uh, about that. I mean, visually in a like thematic way, like straight up ripping people's hearts out and stuff. Yeah, it does. A different kind of horror, not a realistic horror, but it does my, uh, I, for some reason I'm always very uncomfortable with this when the hero gets brainwashed and they turn bad. I, it always (laughs) makes me so uncomfortable and it makes me like, it makes me mad, but not in the sense of like. I don't like this. It makes me mad. I was like, come on. Why are you brainwashed? Why is this happening to you? Stop it. Snap out of it. I'm, I'm, it yeah. makes me so anxious every single time. So I forgot he even got brainwashed. And so like when that happened, I'm like, I'm like, stop. No, get out of it. Come on. The way they set that up too is so annoying because like he's, he like sits up from his like fever dream, like the blood setting in situation. And like, I was like, I kind of totally have no clue where this is going. Like, it's it had been years since mm-hmm. I had seen And so I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. he's going to, like, get up from this and, like, wink at uh, Round Short or Short, short Round. round. <laughs> short Round. <laughs> round Short. <laughs> short. Round Short. Um, and be like, you know, don't worry. Like, for some reason I am impervious to this blood. Or I, like, mastered it in my <laughs> mind before we even started this. I drink, he's, he's Batman. It's like, I've I've done this a thousand freaking times. Yeah, it just seemed weird. Like, why would you even put that scene in of him, like, convulsing like that? If you're just going to go straight into him, like, already, like, under control. I don't know. It just seemed weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird yeah, things weird. in this movie. Yeah, and, like, just that scene, like, you're talking about, like, I kind of mentioned in Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, I just, I, especially around this time, like, you know, like, modern-day Harrison Ford, he's kind of just like, mm, I'm not going to do anything unless, like, you give me $30 million and not use a, not use a real dog. Like, and I'll grunt at the screen. Just use a CG dog. Ugh. Like, he's a really physical actor in, in these movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, just him convulsing and stuff like that, it could seem, like, kind of just, like, overacting. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's, like, maybe one thing, but I just, I just really like how physical of a performer he is. Wow. Yeah. Like, he's definitely just, like... A star, I guess. I don't know. He's definitely yeah. just a star. Yes, I actually. Well, it's like it's hard to find that nowadays. Well, okay. It's interesting. Recently, Harrison Ford has been in other Star Wars movies with Adam Driver, mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel like yes. those two in my mind are very similar in that they 
both are kind of regular schmegular, if not like they don't look like movie stars to me. They don't look like like dashing movie right. star like quality. Although once he rips his sleeve off, you could make a point. But like Yes. I was like Harrison Ford looks like a sexy movie star. Especially <laughs> in like this movie. Like a sweaty movie star, but sure. Um <laughs> I mean Or once you uh once Kylo takes off his shirt and wears really high waisted pants. <laughs> look Yeah. And they stretch him out. Here's here's the thing. Both of them have like a weird inner confidence. Uh, I was explaining this to Shane, my boyfriend, and I was like, look, these, like both of these guys like don't just outwardly look like attractive people, but like they have like cojones, you know, and they have like confidence when they say things and mm-hmm. you're just and when like they deliver lines, they like have purpose driving them in the way that you know you become a star. And it's like, wow. <laughs> That's what it takes to, like, be a good actor, you know? Like, you believe them in all of their stupid, even, like, a role like this, Indiana Jones, that's, like, completely cheeseball. You're just like, yep, Indiana Jones has a whip, and he lost a sleeve somehow, and he's just solving problems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think um, both me and Kari watched, uh, like, a behind-the-scenes documentary Mm -hmm. on this, uh, which is, like, directed by the producer, but... um, yeah, basically they were just saying like, oh, like George Lucas, they're, they're interviewing George Lucas because he was the story writer for both of these. And he's saying like, yeah, like what's on the page isn't like too much. It's pretty like bare bones for Indiana Jones. Or Spielberg was talking about this about George Lucas, but he's like, oh, Harrison Ford basically created the whole character. Like what is there is just like kind of a generic adventurer. And like these movies wouldn't, he didn't say this, but like these movies wouldn't really work unless it was Harrison Ford. Yeah. He has that raw charisma. He he drives the movie like with anybody else. It probably would have been like, well, that was a dumb movie. And for the longest time, um, I thought he was a carpenter first and then became an actor, but he was actually like an actor as like in bit parts and stuff for a long time, but just didn't have that much success. And then, uh, he was building Joan Didion's like, like house, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, in, like, Francis Ford Coppola's place and, like, probably, I think George and, like, Steve, uh, George Lucas and, like, Spielberg's places, too, or whatever, and they're like, hey, we need to put you in a movie, (laughs) because you're, like, a good actor. Oh, yeah, because then he was in American Graffiti, and that's kind of, his career started Mm -hmm. more in the forefront that way, but it's even crazier to me that he wasn't a carpenter first and then an actor. It's like, he was an actor, and he's like, I'm just gonna go, like, build some wood. (laughs) like... He's just, like, really good at it, and then he, like, becomes a really good actor also, so it's just kind of a wild story, and it's, like, his whole persona in a way, because he's just, like, well, like, he just, like, his, he's, I don't know, he's such a great uh, actor in a way, because he definitely seems like he doesn't care. Yeah, it's it's that effortlessness, or it's, like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this, and I'm not, like, I'm not pouring my heart, I'm just being me on the screen, and it's, and it somehow works really, really well. Like, there's some people you can point and be, like, Oh, that's so and so just being like Brad Pitt. I feel like a little has a little bit of the syndrome. Where I'm like, oh, I'm just watching a movie. It, that's Brad Pitt, not the character. It's, yeah. it's whatever. Where like, I even Indiana Jones. I'm watching like that's Indiana Jones. It's not Harrison Ford. It's Indiana freaking Jones. That's Han Solo. It's not Her- just Harrison Ford. And I think later on in his career, you're just literally like, oh, it's Harrison Ford. Like a Dec- <laughs> like like Decker. I I can say like, oh, that's Harrison Ford. For like Blade Runner, I think is when he loses it for me a little bit. But otherwise. Yeah, it's like there's a difference between like it, like it's really good to have all these genre trappings and everything. Like that's why he said in Star Wars too, because mm-hmm. like they said about that movie, like I can't even like read the script. Like none of these words make sense because they're all like just like space words. Mm-hmm. But like you need someone like Harrison Ford to be like, 
this is all bullshit. <laughs> like, to, to, like, make it make sense this in a way. You need to have, like, a non-believer in each thing. And, like, yeah, he is a he's an archaeologist. He's a professor and everything. But he doesn't believe in magic. Jones. But, um, yeah, right. Exactly. He's basically just, like, Han Solo in another way. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I guess it's kind of apparent, like, why Harrison Ford's in these movies. Mm-hmm. But it really is just, like, rewatching these again. It's... There's definitely, it's the whole, like, kind of cliche, like, bottling magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't, lightning in a bottle or whatever, like, you don't get certain things in filmmaking, like, twice. It's just, uh, it was just really good casting, basically. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> and then it's all, I like, I've, I think I've heard, like, the rumors before of, uh, what's her name? The woman who plays, uh, Wiley or Willie? Willie. What's, what's her name? Willie. Willie. Kate Capshaw. Yeah, Kate Capshaw. And when her and Steven Spielberg met, I, I, I think I always hear like the fake rumor or however true it actually is of like her and Harrison Ford never actually having the sex scene or not doing any kind of like make out, super make out sexy time is because like her and Steven Spielberg started like getting involved on set. And then he was like, I don't want her making out with Harrison Ford. I don't <laughs> want Harrison Ford to like date her. No way. Aw, that's <laughs> weird and cute at the same time. Exactly. It's like yeah. that weird thing where it's like, well, if she likes you, she's not. She's an actress. She's not really gonna care that much. But like, it's like his own being paranoid. Be like, it's a famous movie star versus me, Steven Spielberg, Dirk. Well, also that kind of brings up like the whole thing where it's like, I got like seventy five percent through this movie before realizing it was a, a prequel, like as an adult, and I'm like, wait, isn't this? guy supposed to like end up with this other lady at the end of the last movie yeah and like i guess my question is when do you find like how does anybody know like are you just are you just supposed to be such a fan of the first movie that you know going into it that this is like oh because of the things that he's talking about at the beginning we know that this is before the events of the next movie or like how do we know that it's a prequel I literally had oh, no right. idea until uh, we were actually talking. Is, is Cutter guesting on, um, is he doing Last Crusade with us, Tyler? Is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, me and Tyler were talking to Cutter just like yesterday, and he was like, oh, Temple of Doom's a prequel. I did not know that in any way, shape, or form. And so when I learned that, and then I even looked back, I even like with the Wikipedia page, like, it's a prequel. I was like, oh, well, holy shit. It's, it's right there in black and white. It, it makes sense more now, I guess. Yeah. Does it even start with like a like a year date or something like that to let you know? It does, but that's it. Yeah, it's like 1935. Yeah, and the last one's 1936 or 37 or something. And mm-hmm. in that behind the scenes documentary, it's just like, they're just looking at Harrison Ford. He's just talking to the camera. He's just like, yeah, well, they made this movie. Uh, I'm, this is supposed to be two years in the past. And they're making this movie three years after the first one. So they're really not, like, they're not making it easy for me because now I'm five years older, basically, than I'm supposed to be. <laughs> it's like, eh, you still Harrison Ford, and it though. Like, I don't think so anybody many, really cares. It brings up so many questions. Like, what happened to Short Round? Where's, like, basically his Robin gone to? Like, this kid who he's taken under his wing just vanishes by raiders, and he's still non-existent um, in Last Crusade. Yeah. Well, Hopefully he's not in harm's way anymore. <laughs> right? I mean, the girl, the relationship obviously didn't last. You know, like... There's a lot of questions mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I do like the relationship a lot now. Like ha- having not seen it for a long time, because it's it definitely feels like a relationship that wasn't. I mean, I'm sure it's playing off of him and Marion's relationship in Raiders, mm-hmm. and like I don't even think she's in Last Crusade. So no, it's like it doesn't really matter if she, if he was with uh, 
She's not in Last Crusade. So she only comes back in Crystal Skull. Is that what happens? Yeah, she's I just in Crystal so, Skull. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. weird. It's the, it's the Nazi blonde lady that's the love interest for a little bit until she's evil. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's like they could have been together. But everything about their relationship in this, it almost, it feels kind of like, feels a little forced in the sense that it's just like, at, at least on indie, like maybe I'm just reading too into it, but it feels like on indie indie's like side, it's just like, well, this is like, the person that I'm on this adventure with, so I may as well like try to be with her. And it's like it uh, does. It's, it's like it's like, like it it's like, like forced sexual contract yeah. almost. Or it's like, well, you're here. I may as well try to sleep with you. We're on an adventure, yeah. So I don't know how you felt about it, Tesla, but it did feel a little more like I feel like intentionally so rather than like just not as good chemistry as oh. with Marion. I but. mean, like absolutely yes (laughs) like it it just felt like this like oh this is like a a woman that speaks my language and so for a second i'm gonna get horny about it but like for what no reason i don't know i mean also i haven't seen readers like i said so i'm not sure how how amazing the chemistry is there but it didn't it just seemed like she she was a nice lady steven spielberg obviously liked her so she was put, and she would, like played the role well. It's mm-hmm. just that like didn't like wasn't written that those two had like great chemistry the whole time. I don't know. It it is kind of like a summer fling. I feel like almost between the two of them, like they had a good time, and they're like kind of like it, they kind of probably enjoy a trip back, and then they kind of go probably most likely go their separate ways, and then uh, out, do you guys think in the context of this he meets meets Marion like he's met already met Marion and then he's hanging out with this lady again, or he hangs yeah. out with this lady and then meets Marion. And then we go into, uh, no, because Raiders. he met Marion like a while ago yeah. in some like possibly creepy circumstance where she was like, I was young. And he like, how old are you? Cause to he was, be? Wor- cause he was she working. could be like young is like, I was like 20 and you were like also like 21, 22, maybe. Uh, I have a feeling he was like older, but because yeah. like his old prophet, like the his old mentor was his, her dad. Oh, okay, basically, but so he had already met Marion. But uh, anyways, like yeah, I, I do like like the chemistry between them in in uh, Temple of Doom because mm. it does feel like uh, the only reason I don't like it is because it feels like it's written towards him being like oh but eventually he ends up with Marion so like this is this can't be like too like yeah too serious yeah but i do like at the end where she's just like i'm not going to uh where, where are they going like mumbai or something like that she's like i'm dolly not going there with you yeah. delhi i'm like sick of going places with you yeah, yeah. Delhi. dolly but i don't know she's she's just pretty funny and yeah, she really funny. like i just have like so much more respect for her like performance in this than i ever gave her as like an eight-year-old and i feel shitty about it <laughs> it's just like man i would i would not want all these bugs on me like and she just like did it and like all that stuff i'm like uh like i don't know it's this movie overall is a lot more fun um than i mean it, it yeah it's i guess it it does move a lot faster than raiders which i can yeah. appreciate a lot too like there's just so many really great set pieces in this mm. um this and Last Crusade, I guess, was, I, I like the set pieces a lot. But mm-hmm. um, to round out the cast, uh, no pun intended, I really <laughs> did not mean to say it like that. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I really loved Short Round. Like, when he rescues them or whatever, like, he's the getaway driver mm-hmm. at the cl- at Club Obi-Wan. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Is it really called Club Obi-Wan? Yeah. yeah. I did not catch that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, he's the he's the getaway driver, and he has like the blocks on his feet. Yeah. And I was like, as a kid, I was just like, yeah, that means I can drive. A car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like really stoked because I'm like that anything's possible if this kid can drive a car. Like. Yeah, but, but again, um, like that isn't really set up like how they knew each other and maybe that's something that you get like if you're a super fan and like have watched everything like you kind of get their backstory but like this kid appears out of nowhere and is in the entire movie and you don't really understand why enough like i was like like he does care about this kid this kid does think of him as like a surrogate dad like this is mm-hmm. i don't know i'm almost angry that he's not in uh raiders and he's not in uh last crusade because i would have liked to see some kind of development out of that or even having him age up would have been really really fun and interesting like i said he'd be like the robin to his indiana jones he'd probably be more worthy to inherit the mantle than a uh, shia labeouf in the end of uh, yeah. what's it called crystal skull straight up yeah what's his name in that like buster scruggs <laughs> yeah buster scruggs <laughs> <laughs> i think his name's like mutt mutt muttley or something like that. it, it totally good. is and it's just a play off a dumb dog pun it's just uh can i while we're speaking of Crystal Skull, okay, I remember it came out in high school, right? And for some reason, yes. the most, the thing that I was looking forward to most, because this was like such a riddle in my brain, was like, okay, the first movie, it was snakes, and then it was bugs, and then it was yeah. mice. What other possible thing could be the scary, gross thing in this movie? And then it was like, oh, you know, aliens. Ants. Was it ants? Yeah, ants eat that. Uh, communist lady alive i don't know an ant is a bug to me so it's oh, yeah. disappointing <laughs> there's also uh monkeys right. flying in the air cg monkeys <laughs> i was just like hoping they oh, would boy. answer that question that age-old question <laughs> the, of what else is gross in your head <laughs> <laughs> what else is gross i think ants which i stand by today because i fucking hate ants i mean they're disgusting but I hate to break it to you. An ant is definitely a bug. Yes, you're right. An ant, an ant is a bug. And I can't find any like wild photos of Shia LaBeouf from Crystal Skull. I keep changing my background. <laughs> I know. You're on the Cali Mar guy, and you position your head just so you're like, you have his headdress on, which I think is very fun. Did you guys know that this movie was like banned in India? And so this this actor, like, uh, I believe that. Go see it. Oh, really? oh, he see well, it. like he couldn't like premiere yeah. it and watch it in his own country. That's a yeah, bummer. they had to film in uh, Sri Lanka and London because the like like Indian government was like, no, this is like really offensive. Yeah, you can't do this. I was like, <laughs> shocking shit. Like watching it now, I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's not from my place to say. I remember it always being like offensive, but um, it's not like it's gotten. I'm not defending it at all. I'm just trying to find a way to articulate. It's like it hasn't in a way gotten more offensive i guess because it's just always been like a certain degree of offensive its cringiness has remained stagnant in its form of like it's always been like sometimes i mean i can't remember if like the other two movies have the same i guess the the other two are pretty like the the bad guys are germans which means that you're not necessarily dealing with the same degree of like white savior complex but like with this one it's it's pretty bad yeah yeah definitely um and just i just always remember like the buffet from this or whatever or, yes like, the, the giant meal and it's like um yeah that's like probably like the most like fucked up like racist part or whatever and like monkey brains aren't even like any relation to like any kind of indian cuisine 
Like it's just like it's just like a way to like express like exoticism in food or whatever. Yeah, like, I'm just trying to gross just, you out. I'm just, just yeah, like and like what's crazy about that is like I was reading about that scene in particular, and it's just, um, I think it was Frank Marshall, the producer, was saying like, oh, like Spielberg and Lucas, like they think in very childish ways sometimes, mm. so they wanted it to be like the most like visually disturbing thing. So like it does work as a visual element, but that doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> obviously, totally. like it's. But I do remember that scene being like, that's like one of the big scenes as a kid where you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. gross. Like, mm-hmm. There's like snakes inside this snake and then they're eating it. But like if you put it in the context of like, oh, yes, human brain or like adult, like adult minds, like, like yeah, this is really messed yeah. up. On, on the subject of us talking about like you guys keep bringing up as a kid, as a kid and Temple of Doom. I have literally no memory watching this as a child. I have, I have no memory of this place. I have no memory of this place. Yeah, I... I, I yeah, when's like, the first time you saw this? Probably when I was like nine or eight or ten, one of those. But yeah, I have like I had no recollection from this movie other than I feel like maybe clips I've seen online at certain points. And you guys talking about you have just like vivid memories of this just being a kid and watching. I'm like, I think Dark Crystal and like Labyrinth and all these yeah. angry, scary, not angry, but like spooky Jim Henson movies over overrode it. But because I love those, and I frankly was not scared of Dark Crystal. My family has deep ties to loving the Dark wow, Crystal. Wow, that is shocking. I definitely had a like grandma taped version of Dark Crystal that uh-huh. I demanded my family turn the fuck off because I was like, this is not okay. Whatever's happening in no. this is terrifying. I need to go to bed. No. Skexy friend to Gelfling. I was not having it. It's amazing. And and for that it's reason, I had I... still never seen The Labyrinth. Oh, wow. Labyrinth's good. I, Dark Crystal is better. They have that Netflix show. Apparently, they're not making a second season, but I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, I still... It's funny, like, this is good that you haven't seen it a bunch as a kid, because I just realized, like, me and Tessie, like, I definitely have, and I'm guessing you, like, you have a childhood connection, obviously. So it's like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't assume that every single person has seen this as a kid. No, so yeah, so basically, <laughs> but, uh, like, my memories like are more, like, terrifying puppets to the general audience and me be like no like they're nice look how nice they are and, except for the skeptics, they're, they're evil and then uh we get i get to temple of doom and i'm like i have like no memory so going into this i'm just like I'm like oh yeah oh the, wow this is pretty this is kind of problematic at sometimes oh okay yeah. well what was it like yeah what was it like overall like if since you have a more fresh take like i mean <laughs> i've seen this i've seen this so many times but it was there was a lot of stuff that i enjoyed still or like yeah. appreciate more but um going into it, i i do agree i think uh i think wiley's really funny like i laughed at pretty much every joke she laid down i thought Willie coyote wiley coyote yeah what is her name <laughs> willie actually sorry yeah. my willie my bad but um i thought indy was infinitely more annoying than in this one compared to raiders for some reason i thought he was I don't know. I, I, his like fortune. I didn't know it was a sequel when I watched it. So I'm like, where is this attitude coming from? Is like, oh, fortune and glory. I'm like, why is he being such an ass? Like, this isn't him. Yeah, it's because he learned a lot in one year. I guess so. Like, he learned a lot. I think I texted that to you, but not you and Cutter. But he, he, yeah, he learned a lot during that uh little that little trip to India, and it was just surprises me again. Just like just going throughout his little character train of being like. He must have been such an ass of a college professor, professor maybe, and now he's maybe like mellowed out by this next year, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, he's nice." But I don't know. I'm just getting 
timelines crossed, I feel like, at this point in creating my own alternate Indiana Jones universe. But um, other than that, I, I loved that they opened up with Anything Goes. I thought that was really, really fun, and it just played to my own sensibilities. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's way, like, now that, like, I might not have even known this if I didn't take, like, a musical class in, in college, because it was, like, one of my, like, required credits for, for film school, pushes up glasses. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, I watch some, like, Buzzly, Buzzby Berkeley musicals in there it's like mm-hmm. i wouldn't even know the context of this and that's probably why i didn't appreciate it as much it's like no it's like like this is kind of like spielberg's always wanted to do a musical yeah that's why that's how lucas got him to do this mm-hmm. whole sequence it's like well you've always wanted to do a musical Stephen. And, like, <laughs> and now he's doing west side story and like well that's his right. dreams finally come true like 40 years later or whatever and you're a jet you're a jet all the way everyone no? <laughs> yeah i know this come on this is apparently also Michael Bay's favorite movie, West Side Story. Oh, it is. That's that's a that's interesting a story. Though. I would I would not have guessed that. But uh, yeah, it's like I, there's just so much. Like I don't know why I disliked a lot of things in this movie as a kid. I just I just didn't have very good taste, I guess. But don't, why don't you disliked? I mean, it yourself. sounds like you probably have the same taste as the rest of everyone who pretty much saw this movie, yeah. except you know. I mean, like it's funny that you mentioned like world building because i feel like when you watch something as a kid like maybe it was rented from blockbuster maybe it was like something you saw at your friend's house like you don't all like Mm -hmm. you either get that chance to like rewatch it five million times and memorize it or like if you really liked it then you just like build on it in your imagination which is what i feel like Mm -hmm. i did for the rest of my life um (laughs) like you know the idea of adventure and like oh running into dark temples in the middle of the jungle and like wandering around like that is what stuck with me way more than like any of the like actual things that happened in this movie you know which is mm-hmm. why you watch it back and you're like oh got it you know <laughs> like that was not the movie i remembered yeah but but i think you're right in that aspect where like raiders of the lost like, like raiders this plays on such like the primal of just adventure just going to foreign exotic places and diving into the cultures and even in this one the culture is horrifically shown but um just diving into some place you're unfamiliar with and exploring the unknown in general and it being grounded in, in like reality and on earth and not so much like it's not we're in space it's not like we're in a magical fairy world it's like we are in the real world and magic exists and there's stuff you don't know about and we can and you can come here if you just have the explorer's Dude, spirit totally and like the whole like there is stuff you don't know about. Like, I don't know if you guys were that right. type of kid. Like, I when we moved into our new house when I was, like, four years old, I had to check mm-hmm. every room to make sure there was not a secret <laughs> passageway anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there, there wasn't. My family was very... Uh... <laughs> My family played on heavily. Other, than, I I love the secret passageway thing, by the way. That's amazing. <laughs> but my family played heavily on um, fairies was a big thing for us. So we had like not and not like um, just like magic. But we had like the Trixie fairies that were like scare you and had sharp teeth and also, but they're friendly sometimes too. So don't piss off the fairies. Mm. So a lot a lot of fairy memorabilia in my family home and my mother and father being like. Being like, oh, well, you know, it's the fairies or it's the face, the leprechauns. I mean, me and my sister being like, oh, my God, it's all real. And th- thinking it was real, probably a little it's too long. Real. It's, it's the all fairies, real. The fairies, the leprechauns, <laughs> the all fairies. of it. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Wait, what, what franchise am I in right now? I don't know. You're in a, you're in Wiley's mouth. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. 
<laughs> but there's just so many good uh, sets in this movie. Like even like we talked about how great the set design is in Raiders of the Lost Ark, especially mm -hmm. the the temple in the beginning. Like this move, whole movie is like that. Uh, it's the whole minecart ride, especially oh, yeah, it's too. So much like fun. having more knowledge of like filmmaking now than like the last time I saw this, which is like years ago. It's like oh cool, like I can see where this is probably stop motion, and even in the in the uh, behind the scenes documentary. Like Spielberg, Spielberg's talking to the set designer, I think, along with the camera person, for the minecart chase, and he's like, "Oh, we could probably undercrank this, like shoot it at 18 frames per second instead of 24, which basically will speed up um, people, so they can shoot it, they can move slower." It's like they're like saying like they're moving like five miles per hour on those minecarts. Oh wow, really? They're undercranking the camera by what six frames? Uh, it's easier to cheat that, and then they're implementing like stop motion and like. They built, uh, they just changed the lighting on a bunch of turns. So it's like they would make one turn, it was red lighting, they'd keep going. And because it was like, I think just a couple floors in a, in the studio, in the giant stage. Um, so they would turn that corner, keep going straight, and then they'd come back and turn the corner again, but it was a different color. So it would look like it was a different mm. corner. Um, so it would just lengthen the whole track out a lot more. I love that. Uh, I, oh, that's something that is always so interesting to me, and I'm going to tell the audience to be interested in this now too. I feel like as I'm saying this, but it's always that's 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 always just so cool. But that that's like filmmaking magic right there, and I think that's really that fun. said though yeah. that minecart race, especially once the water started coming in, I was like, oh yeah, they, that water was rushing in and they would be like halfway th mm -hmm. through the tunnel and like ah and then it's like cut and they're still running and I'm like what did that water just <laughs> yeah. pause straight up like yeah. and, then, and then at the end when they like dip into an, a tunnel off the and like water doesn't just like only go straight <laughs> yeah water is like jello yeah, why why didn't why did that save them I didn't understand why did that save them yeah, it's so silly. His like shoes are on fire. Like that's yeah. what I like about how cartoony, how car cartoony these movies are. That I also like didn't pick up on as a kid because I was just watching cartoons all the time too, but didn't make the connection. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly. This, right? Like, <laughs> like watching it now, it's like definitely I would I would use the word cringy, and like back then it was just like no, 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 that's just how the world is. <laughs> yeah it's very much like, has that big Saturday. this one especially has like saturday morning cartoon energy like all mm -hmm. about it like raiders you can make the argument it's like no it, it's like fun but it's like a serious thing but this one i can point to be like no this is like looney tunes but in an indiana jones hat <laughs> yeah definitely it's like easier to, to like go get more wacky and stuff because it's more standalone mm -hmm. like like last crusade i guess you have to ha like you have sean connery in it so it's like Maybe that has something to do with it, and it's about, like, the Holy Grail and everything. And, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the first one, and, like, even though it's still a lot of fun, it still has, like, to do all the things that, like, a first movie in the series needs to do. Yeah. It's like, oh, it needs to build up the world in a, in a way, like, establish the rules and everything. And then Temple of Doom can just get, like, more wacky and, like, spooky mm -hmm. and stuff. It can just play with all the conventions that they came up with in the, in the movie before I, that. So. I read that the original, uh, or one of the things that George Lucas pitched to Steven Spielberg at first was he was going to make it a haunted house, which, um, which right. I was kind of, like where we almost get like an Indiana Jones love crafting an adventure in my own head, which I'm like, that yeah. might've been just balls to the wall nuts. It sounds like it could be fun, but also just maybe kind of boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> if it's still haunted house, it sounds really, really lame. There'd probably be some, it'd probably be a big cult thing again. So I think that's why I was yeah. like, Oh, it's like an English creepy 
Lovecraft cult monster guy, but you know. Bleh. Yeah, I was thinking like the other title for this movie could just be like Indie Goes to Hell" because it's like so <laughs> demonic, like everything, and like I guess uh, Kali, uh, the the god that like they're sacrificing the hearts to, mm-hmm. is just like it's not like that at all. Yeah. Like if you just do like a little bit of research, oh. it's like oh she, yes, she is the destroyer. But she's also like the creator and everything. Like I don't know I that. Like that much makes about, it's like uh, magma and fire Buddhism, probably, but... and like making new mm-hmm. making new worlds and stuff. Like like in Moana. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I, I get all this stuff, but like it's really cool in the movie, and it's just like unfortunate that it they tie it into real world things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't they just come up with? They should. Like a different. Yeah, they should have just like I don't know, come up with a, a an entirely new world of fake stuff to pin it on, as opposed to like. Mm-hmm trying to be derivative of any cultural thing but mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. indiana jones new god <laughs> and uh um ryan mentioned on the last one that there's like in that bar fight scene there's there's like one guy that like i noticed too it's just like it just looked like he had a bunch of like prosthetics and makeup on so it's like we're like 80 percent sure it was like a man in an asian person mask yeah basically wearing like asian prosthetics and stuff to make him like you know, it's like, oh, wow, like, watching Raiders, I'm like, oh, I forgot, like, that was still a thing. Yeah. And, and watching this, uh, the the mine, the head of the mine, like, that giant guy uh, who's fighting Indy on, like, the rock crusher and stuff, mm-hmm. that's, uh, his name's Pat Roach, I think, and he's the giant, he's the giant Nazi at the plane in Raiders oh. that he's, like, punching. <laughs> huh. So, it's like, oh, that's cool that like they have the same guy throughout all three movies, but he's also in brown face in this, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. In like voodoo, like I'm like, is that? <laughs> I definitely that... like. Isn't that like Louisiana? Cajun Creole stuff. That's yeah. Maybe the little boy traveled to Florida, and that's how he <laughs> learned this swamp magic. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I. Yeah, the, the voodoo is odd. I mean, see, like, stuff like that would be cool, but, like, I don't know. Just do it the right way. I want people to be able to include that, but, like, in the right way. Right. It's definitely, like, in this middle ground of, like, kind of where the 80s was, I guess. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, I don't know, in a lot of ways, the 80s feel like the 50s again. It's, like, all this nostalgia Mm -hmm. that, like, Spielberg and Lucas are very nostalgic filmmakers. Like, Star Mm -hmm. Wars is Flash Gordon and everything. Yeah, and so is Indiana Jones, obviously, in like not Flash Gordon, but those adventure serials. And it's like, yeah, those were probably like really <laughs> bad uh, culturally, <laughs> yeah, representationally or whatever. Um, but and it's like, oh, in, like compared to that, yeah, these are a lot better. But still, like if you made like like Crystal Crystal Skulls, probably not that offensive. <laughs> I guess we won't know until we watch it. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, <laughs> but super unmemorable. It would be great, like. It's so hard to bottle up. It's the same thing I have with Pirates of the Caribbean in a way, where they keep on coming out. Like I know this is a tangent, but That's fine. they keep coming out with more pirates movies. And like I love the concept of like a pirate movie as a genre. Like mm-hmm. I just want to watch pirate movies. Like I just I just love that as a concept. Like yeah, pirates <laughs> like doing stuff. And like I don't even need it to be like supernatural and like Davy Jones and stuff. It's just like oh yeah, like just like fun pirates where they're not like actual pirates like murdering people and like doing all the bad piratey things. Oh, so you won't see my Sir Francis Drake movie then? I would watch it, but like Swashbuckler, I guess, you know? Mm. It's like I would love for there to be more pirate movies and that's why I keep going to see the Pirates of the Caribbean movies every time because it's like all I have. (laughs) (laughs) You just look at Johnny Depp and you say, 
it's all I have. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, and like, like all the other examples, like I think uh, like there's like Cutthroat Island in the 80s, which like did really bad and stuff like that. Um, it's like Indiana Jones in a modern sense. Like who else can do these adventure? Like there aren't really that many adventure movies. Like they're all no. trapped in like, uh, like superhero trappings mm. and stuff like that instead. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is like the closest kind of thing we have, and it's mm-hmm. like not even really that at all. So yeah, I, I just want to watch more adventure movies. I would love to see that in like a modern context. Yeah, I'd know? love to see a re- reinvigorated kind of a pirate series come out that's not Pirates of the Caribbean that just focused maybe on like the history of like these pirates. I feel like the closest thing I have to something similar to that is like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but even then they have like the weird ancient civilization people, but it feels so shoehorned into the, the magic stuff feels so like shoved in there next to like the main story of just being a pirate and swashbuckling with all these other famous pirates. And I don't know. I, I would just like to see like, I, I agree. I think it's more pirate stories would be fun. That'd be cool. Did you guys watch that like Viking show that came out? I feel like that's I, I kind of close. You can. I feel like you could kind of get a pirate fix out of a Viking, but I haven't seen the mm-hmm. show, so yeah. I have no clue. I watched like episode like one and two of it, and then I like immediately just fell off of it. But it definitely it it scratched my Viking itch. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like they're they're just not they're not pirates. They're 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 Vikings. They're angry bearded men. <laughs> but I guess that's yeah. A <laughs> 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 You're like wait a second. Wait, hold on. No. <laughs> Yeah, my dad watched all that that whole show, and I think he liked it. But he's also like not too uh, difficult to please. He's like, oh, this is entertaining. Like people fighting and stuff. Like I don't know. Is there anything else that like really stood out to you guys with this movie? Uh, I do want to circle back to like the first scene a little bit. Yeah, sure. But... What What do you want to bring about about the first? Because I love the whole first scene of this movie. I think it's great. Yeah, I just really noticed in this scene in particular all the sound design is that's not usually something I really pay attention to. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, but I've seen this so many times that I'm like, oh, I know it's like happening. I want to like focus on other things if I can. And there's just so many things with the sound design, and not to mention like the uh, the very intro. Like I didn't notice this until watching them now, but the Paramount logo, you know, becomes the gong in mm-hmm. the very beginning, mm-hmm. just like in yeah. the first. But that's not sound related. <laughs> but just a, I, I guess the greatest example of this I have, I wrote down some other stuff too, but um, the greatest example I have is when Indy's friend is holding the tray. Yeah. And he's like, when they're going to shoot Indy and then he has like the fork on Willie mm-hmm. uh, and then his friend comes up with a gun underneath the tray and then it cuts away because what happens? Like somebody hits the gong, there's like a distraction. Yeah. Oh, the champagne bottles go mm-hmm. off. Oh, right. And then um, the gong. So, yeah, so one of the guys shoots his friend, uh, Wuhan, I think his name is. Um, and, I mean, he's there for like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. We've been on many hear, adventures it, together, but this is the, the last. <laughs> yeah. The champagne glasses, uh, bottles, they all, all the corks pop, and then it cuts to him. And like the shot before, he has a glass bowl on the, on the uh, thing he's holding. And then it cuts to him again. There's like an interstitial shot. It cuts back to him, and the glass is just broken. Mm-hmm. But you hear, like, the shattering glass sound as it cuts to him. And I had to rewind it a couple times. And it's just, like, because you, you totally feel like that glass broke in the scene, in the shot. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, him holding, like, a broken glass. And, like, it didn't break in the shot. It's just the sound effect. And, like, there's so, so many, like, sound effects like that. Uh, along with all, the, like, the little home screams and everything. <laughs> just, like, make it really, like, cartoony. But and it's, like, not any kind of sense of, like, logical continuity. 
in terms of like reality and like how sound works. <laughs> it, it just makes it really, it's those things that I, I miss a lot. Like having not seen this movie in a while and like going back to them, it's like, you know, like a lot of modern movies, especially action movies are just like kind of afraid to get cartoony and it can make it more epic in a way. Mm. Oh yeah. I think Marvel tries to lean towards that. Like we were saying with guardians of the galaxy and some other other movies where they try to be uh, cartoony, exactly that. But but it's more in like tone and less in like the actual like, uh, like the actual like, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Like the body of the filmmaking, like using sound design and mm. editing and uh, cinematography and things to to contribute more in the bones than like the muscles and like the skin is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, skin <laughs> and bones or something. Skins I don't know. I've, I've, the movie is a person. The skin is. <laughs> Speaking of skin, like, I never noticed those, like, straight-up, like, flayed humans, like, yeah. in Temple of Doom, where he's looking up, and there's just, like, skin-like tapestries, and it's like, oh, God, like, this is really... But I guess that stuff just, like, goes over your head yeah, as a kid. Yeah, for sure. Can I read all of my notes from this from this movie? It's pretty short. Absolutely. Sure. Okay, so most of these have either two or three question marks at the end. <laughs> I need to somehow enunciate all of them. <laughs> um, where did he get his bow tie in India? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he says, I totally forgot. He's like, oh, where's my shaver, short round? And then he, like, has a five o'clock shadow in the scene. I'm like, why is this important? Like, this He is, has, like, like a full-on suit on. ready to go. He just jumped out of a yeah. plane. Okay. <laughs> well, he, he did. He just said a short round, short round, grab our stuff. So short round did grab their suitcases or okay, something. Okay, well, I'm glad you guys answered that question. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think I did. Your okay, next one. Yeah. Why is a tracking shot so unsteady? Because I did notice that the tracking shot over the table in the dinner scene was mad unsteady. Um, crazy. <laughs> Who saw this ceremony 100 years ago and lived to tell about it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that British guy. Yeah. He was there. Him, uh, Colonel Mustard. Yeah, Colonel Mustard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the candelabra. Um, I was really confused because, like, I felt like the guy in the village was like, you got to go to Delhi. Some, some stuff's going on there. It's a problem. And so when they ended up, mm-hmm. I they weren't in Delhi because at the end of the movie, so my question was, are they in Delhi? Because, like, I was like, okay, so clearly the problem is here, not in, like, Mumbai or wherever they were. I forget. I was confused. He's, he yeah. says you have to go there to Sunkot Palace or something like that. Sunkot? something on the way to delhi yeah okay. oh. and then and then indy goes indy goes that's not on the way to delhi and he's like no you have to go there please like <laughs> just please okay weird but i, I love that guy's yeah um he's, he's also a sri lankan actor i guess he's oh, that's cool just, like in a lot of sri lankan cinema or whatever i forget his name but yeah he's such a good look as like the like i don't know like the head of the village. yeah for sure yeah. Like looks super help. wise Okay, my next one is <laughs> worshippers not looking super crazed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, they're like, they're like, okay. The second round when they had like the Indiana Jones people up, you know, possibly at the stake or whatever, like mm-hmm. they looked a little more feverish, but the first time they looked straight up bored. I was like, I don't know if this <laughs> is like the 20th take or what, but like these people do not look crazed enough for me well let's go let's go in the world um this is their third um this is their third murder ceremony this week 
it, and they've <laughs> done so many, and they're just like, I wish you would hurry up at this point. I have other things to do like when I'm not brainwashed by nature. If you have to be sacrificing that often, it's not working. It's not working. Or maybe to keep where their usual status, they feel like they have to sacrifice more to like keep this angry goddess appeased. Maybe. Yeah, I don't even really know what they're doing because like uh, Volaram is like the main guy, like the villain's name or whatever. Oh, okay. I don't even really know. Like he says his plan, but I'm like, I don't know how that's gonna work, guy. <laughs> like he's just like, oh, one day like. The Kalima, like the thuggy cult, will take over, and like the the. Uh, well, they were looking for the stones, the, right? And that's when they were all gonna get like superpowers right. or something. Yeah, it's like once we get all the stones, like the like Muslim God and like Old Testament God and like Jesus, They'll all die, yeah, yeah, the thuggy cult will take over. I'm like, so the whole world is gonna be brainwashed. Like, how are they even gonna be able to do that? Like logistically, like it doesn't seem like a very good plan. These stones yeah. have some kind of magic power. I think they assume their god will live or come down to the mortal plane and kind of do it for them. Yeah, that makes more <laughs> sense. <laughs> then them just being like feeding blood to everybody. Yeah, I was like, this is not. I don't think they'll have a line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My last note is: I think I remember that jumping guy, which is the guy that jumped up and scared what? them when they're like watching at the cliff. You know, like watching the ceremony, and the yeah. guy's like, "Bah!" You know. Oh. And I was oh, yeah, like, right. "Oh wow, <laughs> I remember that fear." You know. <laughs> yeah. What about a uh, what about when Dan Aykroyd showed up on on the uh, airplane tarmac? Do you guys remember what? that? Yeah. yeah, he has a cameo, and it sounds like he's totally ADR'd like over, which yeah. he probably is because it's like a white shot. But he's the one that's like, "Oh, we're gonna you're gonna go on the plane. This is the last plane I could get. It's a cargo plane. You're riding he with the really chickens." Tell it's Dan Aykroyd, and mm-hmm. I think I only remembered because like I was told that like a long time ago. I'm like, I okay, I heard his voice, really and I was like, "Is that Dan Aykroyd?" And I looked up like, yeah. "It's Dan Aykroyd." <laughs> and uh, Kathleen Kennedy is one of the dancers in the. Uh, in the whole musical sequence. Oh, that's fun. Wow. Then then associate producer, now like head of Star Wars stuff. Hmm. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, is there anything in particular that I can't use words? Is there anything <laughs> in particular that either of you wanted to bring up about the rest of the movie? Is there anything else that you're like, yeah, or you're like, no, or you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, I did. <laughs> Sorry, it's not really. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, what are you laughing about? I was just looking at my notes, and I just put "sr kicks people in dick." <laughs> like he totally like when he's fighting like short, short round when he's like fighting all the cultists yeah. with Indiana Jones. He like knocks out so many people, and like all he does is kick <laughs> them. Like this eight year old is kicking people, and they're like getting knocked out. Well, that's why I, as an eight year old, found it so empowering. Yeah, I mean, really, like short round, like I don't like. Talking to, not talking, I wasn't talking to Spielberg or my, I wasn't talking to my computer. Oh, how either. is he? In, in the behind the scenes documentary, he's like, yeah, like uh, we did a casting call like in Chinatown in LA and he was one we picked and we just played the scene. Oh, wow. I actually forgot what scene they played. But anyways, it's like, oh, it, like he kind of like already spoke like that. At least that's what he said in the documentary. Is that well, like he, good, it wasn't like, yeah, it's like, okay, like, so I guess it's less problematic in a way but it's not like Spielberg is trucking to be like sound more chinese yeah so uh just as a kid he was like i love short round and i still love short round because i thought he was mm-hmm. so cool to be like just a, like a cool kid who takes care of business 
he's a fun little guy and it's all i can think about now of being like why isn't he in the other yeah. movies why can't why he should have inherited the indiana jones mantle why isn't like the new indiana jones revamp literally short round as the new indiana jones yeah i never really thought about that till now that'd be really cool mm-hmm. it'd be really fun yeah then his like possible son yeah Mutt Muttley. and mutt Muttley can like be there sometimes if shia labeouf really wants to tag along for something yeah but I, I think he deserves to probably inherit the mantle of Indiana Jones and not Mutt Muttley. Definitely. That'd be, that'd be great if he was in the James Mangold one, mm-hmm. if that's coming out. Because Spielberg's no longer doing Indy 5. It's James Mangold. Okay. And Harrison Ford's doing it again? I guess, yeah. He's like 70. He's going to be like 79 by the time it's out. So Wait, I don't know. what? James <laughs> Mangold? Yeah. You know no. him, right? What well, else has he well, done? He did, he did, yeah, he did a Ford v. Ferrari, oh. and then he did... So another old man movie? Yeah, <laughs> Logan, the Another Wolverine. old man movie? Uh, Cop, I want to say Cop Town, that's not <laughs> Copland. 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 Uh, and uh, 310 to Yuma, and the Johnny Cash biopic with... Uh, oh, Walk Phoenix. the Line? Yeah, Walk oh, the okay. Line. Mm. So it's like, I think he's like a really good filmmaker, yeah. but some of the stuff he makes is like very like... Um, I don't know, like, I don't have any criticism for him. It's just like, oh, okay, like, he's a good filmmaker. Like, it'll probably be good. But I'm not like, oh, yeah, that's such a wild choice. Do you think it'll be sad? (laughs) At at 70, I It'll just be Logan again? Yeah, like, will it be Logan again, in a way, with, like, Harrison Ford and, like, Indy coming to terms with being like, I don't think I can do this? Like, it'd be really upsetting. I don't want to see 70-year-old, like, I don't like Kim kicking ass would be, be, be maybe be fun, but like at the same time, I'm like, I don't think a 70 year old man can maybe do big adventures. I mean, we already anymore. saw him do this in friggin' whatchamacallit. Yeah, and it looked weird and I, I didn't like it. And <laughs> he mostly just dr- almost drowns in Blade Runner. I know, but he does <laughs> he look like do a much. like, a, cra- like a crazed old man on like a meth yeah. bender. And like, I just don't. <laughs> I, I like we need to if we're if we're gonna keep doing franchises like in people's like I don't want to say twilight years but let's just you know like multiple decades later like you need to be passing yeah. the torch in a way that Star Wars is like make it about someone else and I know it's hard mm-hmm. when like their name is literally in the title but like you kind of yeah. have to just like go with that or else it gets sad yeah like like so if he's doing this I just be like oh yeah exactly uh alternative theory is that he turns himself into a cg creation like call of the Wild. oh no <laughs> he's like good i don't even have to act in this i just have someone stand in and just i just voice fake my way through this movie i can see it oh my god yeah. that's trash it's definitely a possibility i don't, I don't like I, that but i i like the idea better of like I don't know, like like we've been talking about, short round inherits inherits the hat. Uh, I feel like we're basically wrapped up at this point. Oh yeah. Um, but I do. I totally forgot about something that's that was really important to me this time around because I just never really connected to me in the same way as a kid. But uh, <laughs> I'll just make it quick. But basically, short round. You know, when Indy when Indy gets uh, brainwashed, whatever, mm-hmm. and like short round's trying to save him and everything, and then Indiana Jones like smacks him. Oh. You know, and I was like, oh, crap. Like, he just, like, smacked a kid, yeah. let alone, like, this kid he's supposed to be, like, the father figure to. And then he finally, like, burns him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the whole scene, and they're, like, fighting together and all that. Um, and then there's, like, a, a shot, like a, like, a quick little thing before they move on to go save all the kids in the mine. 
uh, that I was like, oh, I don't remember if this is in it or not, but it would be nice if it is. But like in a modern movie, I feel like they would just cut it out. But there's totally like, like short round goes and walks up to him. It's just like a shot from like, like it cuts off at like Indy's chest, if mm -hmm. not lower, because it's at like short rounds yeah. height. And then like Indy comes down to him, they like exchange hats after they were fighting. Mm -hmm. um, and That's then cute. like, uh, and I was just like, just them handing off hats to each other made me like really teary eyed because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, they really care about each other. Yeah. And then on top of that, I was like, oh, that's really nice on its own. But then Indy's just like, I'm sorry. And then it's <laughs> just short round. He's like, it's okay. You're my, you're my Aww. best friend. <laughs> my so best friend, like, Dr. Oh, Jones. man, like, that really, that really just got me. And it's like, that's like, just the emotions are so heightened in this movie, I think, compared to the other two, because one, there's like a kid in it that he's mm -hmm. trying to protect, and also just all the visuals and everything. It just feels overall like a lot more emotional of a film. Well, speaking of two. emotions and stuff like that, I do have a game, and I, I think it's a, it's going to be a much more heartfelt game, I feel like, than our, I feel like our, our violent run in Hunger Games. A lot of violent <laughs> games in that one. A lot of Hunger Games. Yeah. But uh, I'm calling this one Kalima! 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 So, <laughs> for this one, I'm going to ask you guys, what would you like to put your heart into either during this quarantine or once this is all over? So, yeah, basically, what would you like to throw yourself into? Like, either, like, while you have quote-unquote free time now or maybe afterwards after all this stuff is over whoa yeah whoa it's weird because i i really felt like i had more free time not in this quarantine which is really sad yeah same. i don't mm -hmm. well then I, my question applies to afterwards then oh god who is that <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it's, it's pita <laughs> Tyler has a big blow-up thing of PETA with a ponytail? No, it's just his jacket. Oh, and an eyeshadow on? It, yeah, he there's fierce. some, like, fan-made fan art going on. <laughs> sure. Anyway, he's trying to negate the question, so... Um, then after all this is over, what would you like to throw yourself into? Because once the world is open to you again. Well, normally I do ceramics. Um... And while I do do a lot of hand building stuff, which means I don't necessarily need a potter's wheel, um, mm -hmm. I have only made one thing while in quarantine. And yeah. for anyone that knows anything about pottery, they know that there's like you have to fire it twice in order for it to be a finished product. And it's kind of a big mm -hmm. production. So I, I'm looking forward to being able to finish a lot of stuff. Um, nice. Yeah. Like I, you know. I built a little pour-over coffee thing, and I realized I didn't build a vessel for it. And so we've just been, like, <laughs> pour, using it to, you know, fill up glass cups of coffee, which is <laughs> just a problem. So I built something with, like, a spout and a handle, as <laughs> you definitely need for this. Um, but it's just kind of, like, sitting there unfired in my room right now. Um, so, yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that type of stuff. Obviously, just spending a lot more time, like, actually walking around in the sun um because mm -hmm. you know yeah people yell at you if you do that in the wrong way these days so yeah well, that's um, good i like that yeah on that note i definitely want to just exercise again <laughs> uh go hiking and stuff i feel like it's really easy to not hike in los angeles but mm -hmm. there's so many trails oh, yeah, there's great trails here it's kind of like a cultural thing where like 
people just don't really talk about hiking that much. What are you, where, what are you talking uh, about? Yeah, I know, it's like, I <laughs> no, feel I know, like I know. everyone. It's like, no, I know, but it's like when people talk about hiking, they're like, yeah, Runyon Canyon, and that's like all they know. <laughs> I mean, like, there's like so many places to go hiking. Like, uh, I guess I'm thinking more of like, it, like, yeah, look, whatever. Just <laughs> I just don't think LA's known for its hiking, but if you're here, there's a lot to actually do. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'd love to just go hiking a lot, go out in nature and just like stretch my legs. And uh, I miss going to live shows and stuff like that. I, used to, I just started getting into like uh, concert photography and everything. Yeah, you're, pictures doing really at good, shows you're doing really good at stuff. that too. Thank you. Um, just really ex- like experiencing like art with a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, a bunch of people in person. <laughs> I was like, does that make sense? I'm like, yeah. But yeah, those things. What about um, you, Connie? I am equally excited to get back into working out. All the gyms are closed, and I have I have like my m- membership, and I was really on top of it and getting in shape. I feel like I've gained a lot of weight back, which is really frustrating to me. In pure <laughs> muscle mass? No, in pure fat. I feel like my my like genetic Hanson stomach is coming back, which is not good. But uh, other than that, inside this quarantine, I'm going to say this on the airwaves maybe so that I can actually commit to myself, but... I finished yeah. writing the first issue of a comic that I've been working on for a while, Ooh. and I'd like to I'd like to keep going on that, and maybe just like nice. write more issues of it, and uh, maybe because I've been trying to debate between either like trying to like get it published as like pitch it somewhere, make it issues, or just try to get it published as like a volume one kind of thing, and just have it be like longer. So yeah, yeah. I'm just having that in trouble, but I'm like I'm I you know what either way I just got to write write it out anyway. So I've just I'm going to try to recommit myself and in, into doing that. So I think that's what I'd, I'd like been- to do. Like what? Ben Diesel said on Twitter today, with a, uh, or maybe it was Instagram. Man, I hope <laughs> you a... end every episode with a Vin Diesel quote. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that he for had... Fast and Furious. <laughs> he uploaded a picture of The Last Witch Hunter, and he captioned it like, some of the best screenplays ever are going to be made during this time, like referring to quarantine. <laughs> He's like, can't wait to see you guys on the other side. And he's just like can super heartfelt. Can you put a little more <laughs> effort into that? <laughs> into that I impression? Jeez. <laughs> so there we go. That's <laughs> no, Stallone. That's Stallone. <laughs> How do you do, Vin? He's Whoa, he's un- family. Uh, he's uncapturable. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's an essence. Yeah. And by the way, I did like Last Wish Hunter, so I can't wait for somebody to write Last Wish Hunter too. <laughs> and then we can have it on the show. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, on that note, do you have anything to plug, Tessley? Any handles? Well, um, I'm currently producing a show with Giannina of Love is Blind. It's called The Vibe with <gasps> G. Um, so Ooh, wow. I think probably, I don't know when this comes out, but uh, I think that's going live very soon in the next two weeks. So. I would definitely look out for that. Nice. You know the platform it's YouTube, Facebook, IGTV. It, it's oh, it's nice. everywhere. You can find it. Everything you're always checking, it's yep. on there. Yeah. <laughs> Has the world changed? No. It, it's not on TikTok. <laughs> Don't look on TikTok. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it's too late already. But... <laughs> yeah, Connor, do you have anything to plug? Um, if you like the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, then you'll probably like, uh, my podcast Starship Impala, which I host with four other amazing friends that will probably be on this show at one point or another. But yeah, we're in space. We play Starfinder. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I usually just, uh, retweet comic creators. Um, and that's at Con Earth, and it's spelled with a K, or just Connery Hansen spelled with a K. Nice. You can follow me... 
We're at the home stretch time. I'm gonna start this whole thing over if you fuck up now. Can we just delete this? Start over. Just do it as Vin Diesel. (laughs) What? Delete it as Vin Diesel? Yeah. You you could follow me. uh, That's still Stallone. I can't do it. You can follow me on Twitter at Tiami Vice. That's like Miami Vice, but with the T Y instead. And on Instagram and Letterboxd at Twanged. T-W-A-Y-N-E-D. Thank you, everybody, for joining us and being friends with us on The Franchise. Oh, I said <laughs> The Franchise. I almost made it nice. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Next time we're doing oh. the next Indiana Jones. Okay, bye. <laughs>